Welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host for today. Today, we welcome Kathy Preble Bayert, director of program design for the Family Office Exchange. Kathy was one of the original relaunchers we connected with way back in 2009 when she was in the inaugural cohort of Sarah Lee's Returnship at Sarah Lee program after a six-year career break. We'll find out more about Kathy and her career path and also about her husband's relaunch as we speak today. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to 321i Relaunch. Hi, Carol. Thanks for having me. It's so great to have you. We've known each other for so long, and you have been so generous in sharing your story with us along the way. So thrilled to be having this conversation today. Well, as you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, the work that you do and and, um, sing your praises on a regular basis. So excited to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, So can we start at the beginning, and can you talk to us about the earlier years of your career briefly, um, and what led to your career break, and then how you ended up uh, in the Sarah Lee, returnships at Sarah Lee program. And I'm just going to add before you get going that that program was one of the first programs, Goldman Sachs and Sarah Lee both started their programs around the same time in the 2008 timeframe. And Uh, Sarah Lee's program ended up going away through the restructuring of Sarah Lee, and Sarah Lee doesn't even exist anymore as Sarah Lee. It exists as uh, two different companies now, but you were part of that original cohort. So can you take us through that time period? Sure, I'm happy to. Um, So I'm originally from Texas, uh, grew up and went to college there. Um, After college, I started working in Texas politics um, for a political consulting firm and then um, in the state legislature um, and spent about um, eight eight or nine years doing that. Um, I started when I was in college because it was four blocks away from my university and it was a great place to uh, have a part-time job when you're in school. And I had some opportunities, some really exciting opportunities uh, early on in my career. And I did that for about... Um, like I said, uh, eight eight or nine years, and realized that I was ready for a change and wanted to do something different. Um, and looked around and and found that what I wanted to do, which was to work in nonprofits, would be uh, more effective, easier to do if I had um, a master's degree. And uh, several people had recommended that I look into getting an MBA. So. I explored that, um, was accepted, and um, attended uh, Northwestern University Kellogg School of Management, which had a great nonprofit management program. Um, up, uprooted my life, moved across the country, um, spent two years at uh, Kellogg, which was a phenomenal experience. And uh, and as I um, was contemplating my uh, post school career moves, I realized that. Having done an internship with a nonprofit organization, what I really needed was some hard business experience to understand and bring all the theory that I was learning in business school to life. So um, I had an opportunity to go to work for a um, consulting firm, PricewaterhouseCoopers, right out of 
business school doing organizational and change strategy for them. And that was a very exciting time for me and really stretched my skills and my um, abilities, great people to work with. Um, I did that for about five years um, and was on the road a lot as most consultants are. And at one point talked to the partner and said, you know what, like I, I need to have a life too. Um, so he found an in-town assignment for me, which was great. I worked on a project locally in Chicago for about 18 months. And that was just enough time for me to um, meet my husband and get married. Um, and then uh, very quickly after that, have a baby. Um, and I think with many women, particularly in those um, high travel, high intensity fields, when you have a baby, it's hard to figure out how to manage that. And I did not have the right people or role models in consulting at the time. I think it's probably different now, you know, 15, 20 years later. Um, I wasn't seeing women who had made that work. Um, so I made a choice to step away from the workplace uh, at that time and uh, focus on raising my two children. And that was wonderful, but it also didn't fulfill all of who I was. Um, I would sit up in the middle of the night with my, you know, young daughter wondering, uh, you know, how I could spin this experience into some sort of management experience and um, thinking about how managing, um, you know, trying to get toddlers to do something is often like getting people you don't have um, control over to do something you want them to do. So there had to be a parallel. Right. Um, and then how did you find out about the Sarah Lee program or had you already start started actively job searching or what was that part of the process like? I was really just thinking about it. I had attended a, um, a session and I can't even remember who it was. I don't think it's an organization that exists anymore, but it was similar to I relaunch, right? It was how do you restart your career again? And they had done a workshop at Kellogg um, and I attended um, and they had posted some opportunities on their website. And one of them was this Sara Lee returnship program. And I had seen a friend had shared the Goldman Sachs uh, program with me, but not being in financial services, it wasn't really applicable. Um, but Sara Lee's covered a wide range of um, functional areas and fields. And one of them was organization uh, development, which was my area of expertise. Um, so I, worked on my resume and applied and um, was thrilled to be called in for an interview and, and, you know, even more thrilled to be offered one of uh, 10 roles, I believe it was 10 that Sara Lee had. And it was 20 minutes from my house. So even better, didn't require a big commute. The commute can be really important. Um, so, okay. So you got into this program and you're in this role and I believe the Sarah Lee, the returnships at Sarah Lee program was six months long. Is that right? Am I remembering correctly? Yeah. So they set it up to be a, a couple of factors. They had actually being the, the, um, uh, food product, you know, consumer goods company that they were, they tapped into the, their focus group, you know, their research and development team to really dig in and understand what um, would make this program meaningful. And, and um, Brenda Barnes, the uh, uh, late CEO, um, put out a challenge to her team to come up with a way to, in, 
gauge women. And in her words, we've got a lot of great women sitting on the bench. How do we get them back into the game? And so they did focus groups uh, and interviews with folks and kind of came up with this program that offered flexibility, um, could be part-time, and was a limited sort of window where the employee could try out being back at work again and does this work for my family. And the company could try out this talent that, you know, had been on the sidelines for a while. You mentioned the great uh, late Barbara, uh, Brenda Barnes, who's a personal hero of mine as well. And I just wanted to mention that because she was, she was the highest profile when, and one of the earliest um, relaunchers in business. And when she came back um, uh, after her career break, she uh, took that COO role at Sara Lee and then very soon after became CEO and then started the program. So just wanted to add that little bit of history. I know she's also so, such a meaningful person to you, Kathy. She is, absolutely. I have uh, a card here um, right above my desk uh, as we're talking, and it's a letter she wrote to her kids after her stroke. Um, and there are 10 lessons from your mama, um, and they're great lessons, not just for kids, but for anyone in life. And she was a great role model, um, not only for me, but I think for a lot of women. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, so what happened after the program? Did you get hired immediately into the a similar role that you were in during the program or uh, somewhere else? And then what was your career path like at Sarah Lee once you became a, a, an employee there? Yeah, so um, I think similar in context, um, I had been in the, on the consulting side before, and this was moving into a corporate role. Uh, so I joined a team of organizational development um, who supported, at the time, it was Sara Lee's 120,000 global employees uh, across the world. Um, and we, I, I had some projects that I focused on. Um, originally, it was a job share. So another woman and I shared one role. Um, and they realized they could utilize us differently. And they kind of split that up. And I increased my time and my colleague increased her time. Um, and, and so it was a, it was a win-win for everybody, I think. And so you were in that position for a couple of years. And, and then what happened after that? Yeah, so I um, was there for two and a half years. Um, as I said, Sara Lee, when I joined, was 120,000 people, but um, through some strategic moves, um, started selling off big chunks of the business um, to get more refined and focused on its core food businesses. Um, and then they, shortly before I left, spun off a, the big bread business that they had owned um, and were much smaller, leaner, and didn't need... Um, a large organization development staff, um, which we were. We, we had 14 people in the U.S. and I believe another um, similar amount in Europe. Um, and they dismantled that group. And at the end of the day, there were two people left, um, and I was not one of them. So um, it was a great opportunity then to explore some other um, uh, options. And, and one of the things that had... I had had an opportunity to be in, become involved with while I was at Sara Lee was an organization called the Network of Executive Women. Um, it was a, a group that our um, company partnered with and, and I worked closely with them because women's leadership was a, 
a big um, uh, area of interest to me and something I was pretty passionate about. Um, and the network of executive women was in a, a pretty high growth mode and hired me to um, develop all of their uh, learning and leadership development programs. So it was a great next move for me um, and uh, was a pretty exciting opportunity um, you know, to get into a nonprofit organization, which is something I had wanted to do for a while, and, uh, and to work on women's issues, which was you know, a pretty exciting place for me to be. Can you just quickly tell us what the Network of Executive Women does? Sure. Uh, it started out as a, an organization um, focused on women in consumer goods and retail. Um, some early founders looked around at a lot of the industry organizations that they were involved with and saw that there weren't that many women there and that there weren't that many women in leadership and they wanted to do something about it. So um, over time, it became a place for women to connect, to build relationships um, and uh, to build not only personal relationships, but professional relationships. So a great place to safely network um, and to do business. And over time, it grew to um, over 100 corporate partners. So a lot of the leading brands in retail and consumer goods. And it has since expanded into financial services and technology. And its focus is really about um, advancing women um, into leadership. Um, so they're still um, doing some really great work and uh, um, partnering with a lot of great companies and, and starting to hold some um, people accountable. And so you were there for how long? And, and then um, how did you move into your current role? And maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Sure. Um, so I um, was at New for about six years, as I said, during a really high growth period. Um, and I was able to um, build out a lot of really great learning programs with the help of um, a great team. And um, we had some leadership changes at N New and, and some desire to move into some new and different directions. Um, you know, what I had built was still growing and still, um, you know, thriving. Um, but they wanted to move into a space that wasn't really my core expertise. So we um, agreed that we would part friends. And um, I had an opportunity to go to work for um, a company that works in financial services actually works with um, uh, wealthy families and their uh, financial advisors and other advisors. Um, it's a complex industry, uh, one I'm learning a lot about, uh, and I'm uh, doing uh, program development uh, for that organization now. Well, thanks for walking us through, and it's so inspiring to hear your story. And now you're almost 10 years out uh, after you first relaunched back in 2000, was it 2008 or 2009? I started in February of 2009. Okay, right. I remember now that the program, I think the recruiting for the program launched at the end of 2008, but the program itself started in 2009. That, that was the distinction. Um, to remind our listeners, you are listening to 321i Relaunch, and this is your host, Carol Fishman-Cohen. I'm speaking with Kathy Preble-Bayert about her 
long career path and her relaunch. And now she's been back at work for almost 10 years since she relaunched. And we're also going to talk about her husband's subsequent career break and relaunch. So before we uh, talk about uh, your husband and, and his career path, Kathy, can you talk to us about you're at this vantage point now where you're almost 10 years out from when you first relaunched through this, the Returnships at Sarah Lee program. And I'm just wondering what your perspective is this many years out. Like, do you even remember that you took a career break or, or, or do you identify anymore as a relauncher? Uh, and um, is there anything that you might have uh done differently or told your pre-relaunch self now that you've been back this many years? I do still think of myself as a relauncher. I think that was a really important period of my life and it was a great um, opportunity for me to step away, but also to have the opportunity to come back. Um, I may have told you this story before, but your listeners won't have heard it. But I was at, when I was at Sarah Lee, there was a long time um, she was a leader in the HR uh, realm and we were on a bus going somewhere at an offsite. And she said to me, you know, you're really fortunate, Kathy, because you're here by choice. You chose to leave your workplace and you chose to come back. And she said, not all of us have that opportunity. And, and so I, I, I hold on to that. Clearly I still remember it 10 years later. Um, but that has been an important um, driver for me. And I recognize it's not always choice for everyone. There are life experiences that, that make your decisions, um, you know, less of a choice and more of a, a need. Um, but um, I, I, you know, I, I don't have any regrets about any of my choices along my career path. I mean, do I wish I had left some role sooner than others? Probably, but um They've all been great um, experiences in shaping who I am um, as a leader, who I am as a parent, and uh, and you know I I I don't I, I wouldn't want to give up any of them um, because they all shape kind of my how I view the world and how what I see and where I see the opportunities and and where I see um, you know kind of the future of where I might be going. You know, it's interesting that you say this because um, now that we have thousands of relaunchers out there, you're one of the earliest relaunchers to go through a formal return to work program. But now we've seen those programs proliferate. Um, thousands of people are, are uh, going through them and getting hired. Uh, and now we're getting a critical mass of relaunchers inside companies. And one of the questions is, um, do relaunchers want to continue to be identified as relaunchers once they're inside the company, or do they want to essentially assimilate into the company and be like everyone else and not have that uh, separate um, uh, identification? And relaunchers feel really strongly about that one way or the other. And some of them uh, are feel uh, very that their uh, alumni status as someone who's gone through one of those programs and is in the organization still um, is, is important to them. 
and, uh, and others want everyone to forget that they ever took a career break in the first place. So it, it's, it's interesting to hear your comments um, in that area. Can you, I wanna turn now um, for the last third of our conversation and talk about the, uh, uh, the interaction and exchange that you had with your husband and his career path as he uh, decided ultimately to take a subsequent career break and then relaunch. Can you walk us through um, some of those uh, pivotal moments and, and conversations where your career paths inter and career breaks and relaunches were intertwining? Sure. Um, I I kind of have to go back and, and start at, you know, when I opted to step away. Um, it was more of a pronouncement than a discussion. Um, you know, I was... Um, we had a young child and, um, it, it was, um, a, a point in my career where I, I couldn't see what was next. And, um, he was very gracious and supportive for me during that time, even though it was not, you know, an easy time for us. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we managed through that and he was also equally supportive when I, announced that I was ready to go back to work and uh, had this opportunity at Sara Lee. To say that um, that weighed on my mind when he was incredibly, um, at a place of incredible frustration with where he was at work, he wasn't advancing and progressing in the way that he wanted to. And um, he had this passion for making music. Um, he loved to play guitar and sing and he had this tap need of really uh, composing uh, a desire that he had had uh, for a long time. And um, he had sought out his company and asked them, you know, would you be willing to give me a sabbatical so I can dig in and really spend some time writing music in the way that I want to. And <clears throat> his company at the time was not open to that. Um, and um, he was just very frustrated. And I went to him one day and said, you know what, honey, we'll figure out how to make it work. Um, if you want, you know, to step away, step away. And so he did end up leaving his company. Um, and what was originally intended to be 18 months of, uh, you know, songwriting and, and really exploring um, that songwriting recording, um, it turned into about um, three and a half, four years. Um, and then about a year or so ago, um, he started looking more... Um, uh, kind of to come back. And um, I think what, what he learned during that experience was it's really hard to launch a um, music career um, late in your career. Um, I'm sure there are people who have done it. Um, it's, it d didn't pan out for him, although it was a great experience for him and he, he learned a lot along the way. Um, but he um, had, his career was in the publishing sales uh, realm and he is um uh, in the process of a job search uh, in that field, as well as exploring some um, opportunities that align with his academic career. He has a master's in theology, um, so he's exploring some opportunities there as well. Um, but I think for our family, uh, it was the right time. Our kids are older, uh, more established. They're in middle school and high school, and um, it's the right time for both of us to uh, to be working, especially with college coming up. 
You know, it's so interesting, this whole idea of taking turns. Um, and you literally did that. You, you, you took turns in taking career breaks. Uh, it's, it, it's unusual. We, I'm expecting we're going to see more of it. Um, if we look at statistics of um, millennial surveys, both male and female millennials are anticipating career breaks in greater numbers than we've ever seen before. So it could be that you and your husband are modeling a, um, a life, a set of life decisions that are going to be more common in the future, but are still unusual right now. Yeah, although it's interesting, having worked in a in an organization like New, I got to know a lot of really talented executive women. Um, many of them had spouses who stayed home, um, and and that was interesting to me. I uh, and I won't say an equal number because I don't I don't have any statistics on that. But there were quite a few that also had dual careers. Um, and, and they made trade-offs as well, um, kind of across that career, um, navigating those two. And these were, you know, successful women um, at the top of leading companies. So they had big jobs. Um, and often their spouses stayed home. But, you know, they also, there were also people who were navigating dual careers. And I think it's, a, I think it's more acceptable um, you know, the, the stigma around um, doing freelance work and um, uh, doing, you know, kind of more of the portfolio career is, is more acceptable now than it was even 10 years ago. And so I think it's, it's easier for people to, you know, try things out and, and see, you know, see how things work. And I, I suspect, you know, just in all the research that I read, it's kind of the path we're going down. Right. And I totally agree with you. Um, the distinction I'd make, and you know, I have seen this too, that with some women who have these very senior, very demanding careers end up having spouses or partners who decide to take career breaks or be in some career that's much more flexible. So they um, are the, as um, Anne-Marie Slaughter would call it, the lead parent on the home front. Um, what I find, though, unique about your situation with your husband is that you actually switched places. You took turns over a period of time, and each one of you took a career break. You, you know, the other example is, is more men who take the um, lead parent role as, a, as opposed to women taking it for their spouse or partner who has the big career. But this turn-taking piece and have each person taking a career break and then returning to work at different points, I think that is, is what's different and, and unique. Well, it's, it's worked really well for our family. Um, I think my kids would say they've loved having their dad, you know, being more present and and I've loved, as a working spouse, I've loved knowing that he was on top of things. And, and as we switch back into the, you know, it's kind of the thing that um, we have to often, as women who return to work, renegotiate our roles at home. Um, and I, I think um, we often have to do that. And I, I, we're, my, my husband and I are entering into a period where we're going to have to renegotiate things again. You know, right? Like, uh, I can't rely on him to make sure that all the things get done because he's going to be, you know, working, and uh, and we'll have to figure out 
this is that opportunity for our kids to step up, right? That we want want them to do more of. <laughs> exactly. But that conversation is super important, what you're talking about. You've probably had a few of those over the years with your career break and then his career break and who is taking care of a lot that's going on at home and who's grocery shopping and meal planning and uh, doctor appointment going and teacher conference and just sort of managing all of that life. And I'm guessing that you had a complete exchange of those roles where one of you were, was doing all of that or, or at least the dominant person doing most of it. And then the other one was. Yeah. Although I will say I, I mean, he will cook. It's not his favorite thing. Um, I love to cook. I enjoy cooking. Um, but he has always done the laundry. Mm. Hashtag winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, you know, um, so I, we, my husband retired a few years ago and we have gone into a complete role reversal of where my career, I just dug in and, and, and got really, really focused on it with, uh, running and growing. I relaunch and he really took over the dominant role at home, including learning how to cook. I, he had a few favorite things that he could cook, but you know, he's, he's a really good cook and he, and he bakes and, you know, he does all, all, all of that. And uh, that was something that he had really never done in, in the past. Uh, and so he he learned it and took it on. And you know, it was it was pretty interesting to watch the transition for both of us. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, um, Kathy, we're we're heading into the, the final moments now of our conversation. And I'm so appreciative of your generosity of, of sharing uh, this very interesting and unique um, career path story about you and your husband. Um, I want to end with the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something you've already mentioned in our conversation today? I, I think it would be the renegotiation um, that everybody's career has merit and, and um, you know, varying degrees of flexibility. Um, but when you're going back to work, it's really important to have those open conversations with your, um, with your spouse, um, or even with your kids, right? Um, you know, the, it's the renegotiating the roles and the workload so that you don't kill yourself, um, trying to do it all. Um, as Anne-Marie Marie Slaughter, another woman I love, um, that you just mentioned, you know, we don't, we don't have to do it all and, and everybody can take a share and our kids are better for having responsibility. Um, and, and it's, it's very, very important to have those conversations. Um, and you know, you can have it around the dinner table or call a family meeting or, you know, um, identify what the roles and responsibilities are and who's going to take care of them. Um, so that you're not, you're focused on, um, starting the, job and doing your best there but but also knowing that things are being taken care of at home excellent excellent advice thanks kathy and thank you for joining us today thank you so much it's been such a great pleasure you have been listening to 321i relaunch the podcast where we discuss strategies advice and success stories about returning to work after a career break 
I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, chair and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. For more information about iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.